We're wrapping up our look at the New York Giants 2023 season opponents with a glance at the Los Angeles Rams. What went wrong for them and can they rebound and get back on track? Doug McCain, co-host of Locked on Rams, is going to join us and tell us everything we need to know. That's coming up next on the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Chena. Happy to have you with us as we wrap up a look at the New York Giants 2023 regular season opponents. We're going to cover the Los Angeles Rams on today's show with Locked On Rams co-host Doug McCain. And today's show, by the way, is brought to you by eBay Motors. The championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Well, same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay's guaranteed fit ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay's guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply all right we have doug mccain co-host of locked on rams he's going to answer a few questions for us give us a little early preview on the los angeles rams doug thank you so much for coming on the locked on giants podcast with me Patricia, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Talk some Rams, talk some Giants. I know Saquon Barkley, he's hot in the news right now. We were talking about Saquon a lot on our show last couple of days about the running back position. But yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Season feels like it is just about to be here and it could not be more excited. Yes. And as we record this, the, it, we're, we're, the show is actually airing on a Tuesday. The New York Giants reporting to training camp on Wednesday, which I believe, uh, or actually, I'm sorry, the Giants have their first practice on Wednesday. And I believe it's the same across the board. I think the Rams have a similar schedule. But, Doug, let's get into the Rams. You know, last year, I mean, if you look up Super Bowl hangover in the dictionary, I think the Rams probably are going to have their logo next to it. What's, I mean, this is kind of a generic question, but what do you think were the biggest factors and what went wrong for that season last year? Yeah, all the Pedialyte in the world couldn't have helped the Rams from their Super Bowl hangover last season. Really, it'll go down as one of the worst title defenses in professional sports history. And really, it all starts with injuries and specifically injuries up front. The offensive line, they were decimated by injuries. I said it was like a season of squid game where they were just going down every single week, guys. And really what the issue was, was they had no consistency, no continuity. And then later in the year, you lose Aaron Donald, you lose Cooper Cove, you lose Matthew Stafford. And this is just not what we expected with this team it just did not work out I really think it starts right there it was historically bad 12 different offensive line combinations in the first 12 weeks for the Rams so starts right there and then just it just never happened I mean Matthew Stafford goes out you had Wolford you had basically the moment of the year is when Baker Mayfield he jumps off the plane and he enters the game and he has the win of the year for the Rams. Other than that, not a lot of bright spots for this Rams team. So really injuries, just lack of continuity. They just weren't able to gel and just had a really rough season going 5-12. and 12. Was it also kind of humbling for them? I mean, can, and can they bounce back from it? What, what's their resiliency level, do you think? 
Well, I think kind of going back to last season, too, the signs of Allen Robinson didn't work out. You bring in Bobby Wagner, who has a nice year, but really this season is just different. I mean, the wide range of outcomes for this year, you could talk about a team that might make a playoff push, might win eight, nine, or 10 games, might surprise some people out there. They're projected to be one of the worst teams in the league, but they also have Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, three of the best players at their position in the league. And if they stay healthy, yeah, maybe they can make a run. Maybe if everything goes right, they could make that playoff push, but you also have a lot of youth and inexperience. You compare this to last year's team, you're seeing a lot of guys that aren't here Jalen Ramsey he's gone they moved off of Allen Robinson they trade him so lots of inexperience you're talking about a roster Patricia that they're going to be almost 50 percent rookies they're heading into training camp 34 rookies heading into training camp so it's very different and really the big thing with me is the spending just wasn't there you look at the Rams defense last year you spent 105 million dollars on that defense that was one of the highest paid in the league it was seventh this year they're dead last they're the cheapest in the league they went from eating filet mignon this year going to be eating top ramen right they're definitely not spending big lots of youth you know, you talk about some of the things that will be different from the Rams this year. They have a new offensive coordinator. I believe it's Mike LaFleur. What, how do you anticipate the offense being different? I mean, I know McVay is pretty much the, the brains behind it. But, I mean, what, what kind of changes do you anticipate we might see with LaFleur calling the plays? So really with LaFleur, it's still going to be Sean McVay's system. We know that he's still going to call the plays, but we're hoping that you we get a new commitment and they reestablish the run game. And that's going to be important, I think, for a lot of different reasons. One, because this defense is so inexperienced, because there's really not a lot of guys you can count on that you want to keep them off the field as much as possible. So one of the themes, one of the storylines for the Rams heading into this season is can this offense be good enough to buy this young, inexperienced Rams defense some time to develop, to figure some things out. Also, you just want to keep them off the field as much as possible. So hopefully LaFleur can come and establish the run. We know that he has experience doing that, especially with the 49ers. And this run offense last year, the offensive line, like we talked about, they were decimated. But also from a running back's position, Cam Akers, he missed time. He was away from the team. They tried to trade him. They weren't able to find a trade partner for him. So he comes back, finishes the year strong, has three straight 100-yard games. So they're hoping they can carry that momentum into this season. They also have Kyron Williams. They brought back Sony Michelle. He was a part of that Super Bowl-winning team. And also they drafted a guy in Zach Evans who could be one of the steals of the draft. So really the biggest number one key to bringing in Michael Floor is re-establishing that run game because yes we know that the Rams did have one of the best run games when they won the Super Bowl but I think they're going to emphasize that moving forward you know we, we talk about the quarterback situation and I know that there's some questions regarding the Rams quarterback starting with Matthew Stafford and if he can bounce back there's also a question as to who is the backup plan if something should go astray with Matthew Stafford what can you tell us about where things stand with the quarterback situation so the quarterback situation right now, Matthew Stafford, he's been looking really good. He's looking as healthy as he's been in years, actually throwing during minicamp. That was one of the big differences. Last year, he was on a pitch count, right? He was not throwing. He, didn't, was, he wasn't able to build that rapport and that chemistry with his receivers, namely Allen Robinson, their big offseason trade acquisition, their big signing. So they were trying to have that be a big way to bolster this offense Stafford wasn't able to build that chemistry I mean that's your big guy you bring in you're not able to do that 
This year, it's a different story because he's locked in. There's been a lot of trade rumors out there. There's been rumors that they want to trade him or they try to restructure, redo his contract. So he's definitely been in the news. So Stafford, as long as he's healthy and they keep him vertical, he's going to go out there and he's going to throw lasers and he's going to complete a lot of passes and I think be among the league leaders. As far as behind Matthew Stafford, you have Stetson Bennett. So Stetson Bennett, of course, Georgia quarterback, won multiple national championships. He's 25 years old. So, yeah, a lot of people, there's a lot of talk about his age. One thing I was saying was, yeah, it's nice to bring in a 47-year-old Matthew uh, Stetson Bennett to mentor a Matthew Stafford. But, no, I think that's the situation is hopefully he's a guy that if Matthew Stafford does have to miss some time, you can trust him to go in there, compete, and win games. But, really, this season is predicated on Stafford staying healthy. That's the number one key to their success the healthy offensive line, a healthy Stafford, and this offense to score a lot of points and light up scoreboards around the league. You mentioned the offensive line, and I think the Rams are like just about every other Giants opponent this year is that they have questions. Uh, left tackle, I think, is a position where there's questions. Um, what? How do you see that offensive line shaking out, really? Well, if you look at the offensive line, you really got to start with the left tackle position, like you just said. I mean, Joe Noteboom, he's the guy that gave that $40 million contract to. They're hoping that he can realize that potential. When they drafted him, they had high hopes for him to take over that position. He did a really nice job filling in for Andrew Whitworth. It was really the heart and soul of this offensive line for that Super Bowl run. But he didn't look the part last season. He missed time. He gave up. Five sacks, three were against the Bills in that first game. Two were against Nick Bosa. So you talk about the competition level there. But still, as of right now, he has not solidified himself and just taken the bull by the horn, so to speak, and just taken that job. They need that to happen. If that doesn't, they have Alaric Jackson, another guy that is strong as an ox. He's really good in the run game. He could fill in there. I think the question there is, do they really have it in them to go off a guy that they paid, a guy that they picked with a high pick for an undrafted free agent? Would they, they be that bold to make that move? I still think they probably go with note boom. I'm hoping that Jackson gets a decent shot. He can also move into another position. Also, you got Brian Allen at the center spot, who in 2021 was one of the best centers in the league. Last year, he struggled with injuries. He really struggled with injuries throughout his career. So he's a veteran. They're going to need him to step up and take that position. But I think the big bright spot, Rob Havenstein, he's been a absolute beast since he took over that position in 2015. A little bit of a down year in 2019, but say for that, he's been a rock. He's been trusted. So he'll take that over and just continue to hopefully be one of the better right tackles in the league. And then I think kind of the most interesting conversation is about Steve Avila. So they picked up Steve Avila in the second round, the fifth pick, the 36th overall pick out of TCU. And at the time, the Rams, there were some rumors that they might trade up for an offensive skilled player, but no, they made the sensible pick. They go with Steve Avila. He's going to be a day one starter. He's going to be starting at left guard and the right guard spot. You're going to have some competition as well. Hopefully Logan Bruss, another high pick for them in years past, kind of takes the reins and mans that position down. Coleman Shelton, a guy who will be competing with Brian Allen for that center spot, could also be competing. So there is some competition along that line. But right now, the left tackle is the biggest competition, I think, between Jackson, Noteboom, the center spot. I think Brian Allen takes that spot. They redid his deal a little bit. If he doesn't make that spot, I mean, they could possibly even consider cutting him. But I think he takes that that center spot. And I think left guard, you got Steve Avila. Right guard, you could have some competition. But, yeah, that's going to be the most interesting storyline. I think it's the number one storyline for the Rams heading into this season is can they get some consistency out of this offensive line? Because if they don't, it's going to be a long year in L.A. 
All right, Giant fans, we've got Doug McCain, co-host of Locked On Rams podcast, and he is filling us in on some of the early storylines for the Los Angeles Rams who meet the Giants this year in the regular season. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Rams defense with Doug McCain. Don't go anywhere. This episode of the Locked On Giants podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can sometimes drag us down, leaving us with more questions than answers. Life-changing decisions and events can challenge our coping skills and call our confidence in making decisions into questions. BetterHelp can provide you with the guidance you need to become empowered in your decision-making process. BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if your assigned therapist turns out not to be a match, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your back with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. My name is Patricia Trena, and I am joined by Doug McCain. He is co-host of the Locked on Rams podcast, and he's given us an overview of where the problems are with the Rams, where the strengths are. We're going to talk a little bit about matchups later on in the podcast. So thank you all for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day or watching on YouTube your first watch and a special shout out to my everydayers. Appreciate you. And a big hello to my newcomers. I know a lot of people jumped on the pod lately. So I love y'all, whether you're an everydayer, a newcomer or anybody in between. Thank you for making us part of your day. And Doug, let's talk now about the Rams defense. If we could um, some holes on the Rams defense, Bobby Wagner is gone. Jalen Ramsey was traded. Is it fair to say that, the Rams defense is maybe the bigger question mark right now. And how do they fill in these holes that they have? Absolutely. You're spot on with that. They absolutely have tons of holes on this defense. It's just really inexperienced in general. Outside of Aaron Donald and Ernest Jones and possibly Kobe Durant, most of these positions are up for grabs. And most of these positions are going to be manned by rookies or inexperienced players. So you just look at that as a whole. It doesn't give you very much confidence. It doesn't inspire much confidence. But you kind of have to start with Aaron Donald. He still is one of the best players in the game. And when you play alongside Aaron Donald, he makes things easier for you. You're able to have success playing alongside him because he's commanding double teams. He's applying a lot of pressure. So as long as he's in there and he's healthy, that's definitely going to go a long way. But you're concerned about this secondary. You're concerned about this linebacker group. And you, like I said earlier in the show, you're talking about a team that is the least expensive team on paper, so not a lot invested. So they're going to need guys to step up in key roles and right away as far as rookies you got edge rusher Byron Young. They're hoping that he can come in. And I don't know if you know this story, Patricia. Byron Young, very interesting story. He's 25 years old. He didn't play football for 18 months after high school. He goes the JUCO route. He's actually the manager at a Dollar General. And then he finds his way to Tennessee. He was an athletic freak. Just climbed up draft boards and the Rams, they are hoping that he can step into that edge rusher spot because that's a position where you have a, a Michael Hoyt, a guy who was a converted 
from the interior line. He's over 300 pounds, so he's not your prototypical edge rusher. He's athletic. He's solid, but still, they need some help at that position. I was hoping maybe they go out there, they sign a veteran, but they don't. So they're going to need Byron Young to step up. And I think the cornerback position, you mentioned Jalen Ramsey. He's the guy that played that star role. You can match him up there underneath. Big, physical, make plays, take away a third of the field during certain spots. But they're going to need a Kobe Durant in his second year to step up big. And they also added Akella Witherspoon, who last year he was on the Steelers. He missed time with injury. But in 2021, he was pretty solid. So really, there's just so much unknown, so much uncertainty. And it's really going to come down to which guys are going to emerge and which guys are just going to take those spots and run with it. All right, Doug, I know another concern for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, We mentioned Jalen Ramsey and how they're going to fit him in. Safety is another concern. Um, There's also... You know, you mentioned Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, I think at some point last year was contemplating retirement. Can you just talk about let's let's start with the safety position, the plans there, and then pivot over to Donald and, you know, this whole idea that he was contemplating retirement. Does he still have enough left in the tank, so to speak? Yeah, to start with Aaron Donald is really interesting. I mean, of course, this is a guy who has nothing else to prove. His resume, his legacy is cemented. It's intact. But, yeah, I think it was him and the organization just trying to figure things out. I think it always felt like he was going to return. And I think after they made the decision to, hey, we're going to come back. And, I mean, there was a lot of talk that they had already drafted some form of retirement letter. They were sending to the organization. But, of course, he's a guy that wants to play. He wants to compete. And I think he wants to make one more run at a Super Bowl title before he hangs things up. And yeah, I think for this organization as a whole, once they kind of got him back, you got Cooper Cup on the men, Matthew Stafford. They said to themselves, we still have three pillars of this organization. If things work out, if some of these guys ascend and emerge, maybe we can make a surprise run in the playoffs. So Aaron Donald's going to be just fine. I mean, you're talking about a physical freak. You're talking about a guy that loves to play. It was definitely scary. You had a lot of Rams fans that really thought that he was going to be on his way out. And I would say, too, kind of going back to what we talked about as far as the wide margin of where the season could go, Aaron Donald's a guy who could possibly get traded. I mean, there's some people that think that maybe Aaron Donald gets traded. So this season could go a lot of different ways. I don't think he will. I hope he does it. I want to see a statue of Aaron Donald outside of SoFi where he's pointed to the ring after he makes the last play in Super Bowl 56. But he's going to be fine. As far as the safety position, I mean, Jordan Fuller is going to be the most important position player at that position. I mean, Jordan Fuller is a guy who they really need to step up, and he's a guy that has the most experience now really along this team other than guys like an Aaron Donald. So you also have rookie Jason Taylor. You could factor into the mix and yeah, he's someone who could get some time, but really it's going to be about Jordan Fuller. He's been really one of their best players in the last three, four years. He was kind of the forgotten man in 2022 because he missed 14 games due to a hamstring injury, just was never able to get right. But in 2021, he was really one of the better players on this Rams defense. So yeah, they're definitely going to need him to step up. They even last year when he was back, they were preferred rap and Scott to him. So he was a captain as a rookie. He was a starter as a rookie. So that really says a lot for him to kind of step up back in that position, but he's going to need to provide some serious leadership and production for the Rams defense to have any hope. Cause that's kind of the big difference really between the Rams' defense versus the offense. The offense, there are some guys that are back. Higby's back. Havenstein, we talked about. You have Cooper Cup. You have Van Jefferson. You still have some stability there, Matthew Stafford. But defensively, 
you need guys to ascend and take the next step. You need the Kobe Durant, Bobby Brown, Ernest Jones, Michael Hoyt, some of these young guys, second-year guys, third-year guys to really realize that potential for this defense to have any hope. I mean, talk about this Giants offense here with Daniel Jones and company. I mean, we, we, it's going to be very interesting to see how they attack this defense because that could be a December. I mean, that's going to be on December 31st, right? At that point of the season, after what we saw last year, it's going to be very interesting to see how they match up. Definitely. Now, you know, I want to take a step back here and look at a bigger picture question for you. The Rams have been all in as far as doing whatever it takes to get a championship. And it paid off for them. That also left him left them a little bare when it came to draft picks and assets. Is that catching up to them now, do you think? Absolutely, 100%. I mean, it was always about the future, the future, the future. Well, Patricia, the future is here, and they're having to pay that debt. They have a lot of credit card debt that they have to pay off right now, right? So they're doing just that, and I think that they look last season. I mean, we talked about the signing of Allen Robinson. They signed him to that three-year deal. Some of these guys they brought in, and they thought to themselves, Kevin Demoff, their COO, he said a few days ago, was it really worth bringing back that core or do we kind of want to look to the future? Do they want to get that cap space? Because in 2024, you're going to have a little less than $60 million. You're going to have your picks. You're going to have a first-round pick for the first time since 2016. Just listen to that. The first time they've had a first-round pick since 2016. There's a saying here in Los Angeles when it comes to the Rams, and it's F them picks, right? Now it's, hey, you got any of them picks because they need to restock that cupboard because it really has been bare. So, yeah, it's definitely catching up to them. But I think the difference here, Patricia, is they didn't get close to a Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. So they have proof of concept. So this organization has gained the trust of a fan base saying, hey, yeah, we're trading away future draft picks. We're bringing in stars like Jalen Ramsey. We're bringing in Odell Beckham Jr. when they were able to get him after he was gone in Cleveland, able to sign him. So they were able to make those moves and bring in that veteran talent, but they know that their formula works. And at this moment, I think, yeah, this could be a little bit of a gap year looking to 2024, but you still have a lot of established talent. You still have guys that are some of the better players in the league at their position. Only concern is top to bottom around the margins. It's a lot of questions with this roster. But, yeah, the future is now, and those credit card bills are coming at a rapid rate. They're going to have to pay that off. This is probably going to sound like an odd question, but I, I, I've got to ask it before we get to matchups and new faces and stuff like that. But is McVay or, or, or is the GM, are, are either of them on the hot seat, do you think, this year, if the Rams have another bad season? I would say the answer is no. I feel like a Super Bowl builds you a lot of equity. I think for the Rams, it's never going to be, where you, are you going to fire Sean McVay? It's about keeping Sean McVay. They want to keep Sean McVay as long as they possibly can. We're talking about a guy who already has a statue of himself at his alma mater in Miami of Ohio, and he isn't 40 yet, right? So they call him the boy genius, the boy, young, you know, the boy wonder, the precocious one that has really spawned an offense and a copycat style around the league that says, hey, he was the guy that, 
got this team to a Super Bowl in 2018. You win it in 2021. So he has enough equity to say, even if the Rams went 0-17 this season, they would love to have Sean McVay back because there's a lot of rumors out there about some very high-dollar TV deals that are out there for McVay if you want to go that route. But I don't expect that to be the case. I think he's reinvigorated. I think he's re-energized. I think he wants to win in the next era of Rams football. But I think his career could go a couple different ways. I mean, we saw John Madden have success early. Then he goes on to have a career in TV. I don't think that anyone will ever reach the heights of John Madden again, and I don't expect that for Sean McVay. But still, I think he's going to have plenty of options out there. There will be teams lined up around the block to make him their head coach if he were ever to leave the Rams. As far as Les Snead, I mean, he has whipped on some draft picks. There's no question about that. The one that really stings for us Rams fans is when they pick 2-2 Atwell, who is a smaller receiver. He has missed time. He's a little fragile. And they could have gone Creed Humphreys from they end up going to the Chiefs and establish himself as one of the better centers in the league. So there are those whiffs, and I think long-term, if there's someone that was going to be replaced, it would be less need and not Sean McVay. But I still think this organization is in lockstep. Like I said, you were just a year removed from winning the Super Bowl in a run where you had to win four playoff games, right? I mean, their improbable run to the Super Bowl, I think, buys them enough time to say, let's get to this next generation. Let's see what we can do with this cap space. Let's see how some of these other draft picks work because sometimes it doesn't happen in the first or second year. Sometimes it's later to see that potential realized. But I would say this organization they're stable as far as where they're at, as far as the leaders of their organization. And I think Sean McVay, Rams fans will tell you they want him to be with the Rams because we had Jeff Fisher. And Jeff Fisher, I mean, he was a guy that a lot of Rams fans wanted to see replaced for a long time. All right. We are talking with Doug McCain. He is co-host of Locked on Rams. And he's been giving us a little background on the state of the Los Angeles Rams whom the Giants see later in the season in 2023. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the new faces on the Rams, and we're going to get into matchups, some preliminary matchups between the Rams and the Giants here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Giant fans, with training camp about to begin and with the NFL season not too far behind, there's no better time than now to check out the Locked on Giants subtext community program. This exclusive community allows me to communicate directly with participants, both in terms of group broadcasts and one-on-one -on -one texting. Members get exclusive items from me, including observations that I don't put out on my social media accounts and other goodies, such as when available, the chance to submit questions to select special guests that appear on the Lockdown Giants podcast. Details on how to sign up can be found in the show notes, and it's free to try for 14 days. And if you like it, do nothing and you'll be billed $4.99 per month after your trial period ends. There's no long-term commitments. Cancel at any time once your billing starts. And if during the trial period you decide it's not for you, just simply text STOP to opt out of the list before your 14-day trial period ends and you'll owe nothing. I can't think of a better way to connect on a regular basis with Locked On Giants listeners. And I hope you'll give the subtext community a try. Again, you can find details in the show notes. So check it out, sign up, and I hope to see you on the Locked on Giants subtext community. 
All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Trana, and I'm joined by Doug McCain, co-host of Locked On Rams. And Giant fans, starting tomorrow, we kick off our training camp coverage. I'm going to have a show for you in which I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be watching as the Giants kick off training camp. Their first practice, of course, being Wednesday. Reporting day is today. No media access today, but there's media access starting tomorrow. I can't wait to get onto the get my feet onto the field over at East Rutherford to bring you all the coverage. So I hope you will tune in to the Locked On Giants podcast. But before we get there, we've got to get through the last of these opponent previews. Doug McCain of Locked On Rams is here, and he is giving us some great intel. Doug, I want to just kind of talk a little bit before we get into matchups. Tell us a little bit more, if you would, about some of the new faces, be it draft picks, be it free agent signings and guys that you think are, you know, maybe not getting a lot of attention, but could potentially end up playing a really big role with the Rams. Yeah. So I think I'll start with the free agent signings because there weren't very many really, as far as the big explosive ones, they weren't very active. I think they're looking towards 2024 for any big signings, but I do think they made some interesting moves on the margins. I mean, you bring back a Sony Michelle who last year with the chargers was more like Vizio Michelle, right? Wasn't as productive as we've seen him in the past, but he's a guy that knows Sean McVay's system. He's big, he's physical, it's great in pass protection. And also too, he can be an adult in the room for some of these younger younger running backs and some of these guys that don't have the same amount of experience. So Sony Michelle, he's a guy who hopefully will have some sort of an impact. Hopefully he makes the team. But I'm also looking at Akella Witherspoon. I talked about him earlier. He's a bigger cornerback, 6'2". He's not a Jalen Ramsey type or anything like that, not even a Wish.com Jalen Ramsey. But he's someone that absolutely in 2021 – was a, an above-average cornerback. They need some stability at that position, and I think that was one of the areas. If you're going to go and bring in a veteran, it was going to be either at the edge rusher spot, the safety spot, the cornerback spot. They did get an Akella Witherspoon, so I do anticipate him having impact. I think he's 100% going to make this team, has some experience as a kick returner, as a punt returner. We know that that looms large as well when it comes to making the roster. And then offensively, they brought in Demarcus Robinson. You know Demarcus Robinson, of course, on the Chiefs, on the Ravens. He's someone that's been productive. And like we talked about with all these injuries, how ravaged they were by injuries, he's a guy that's never missed a game in his NFL career. So that's one of the big storylines, too. Patricia is the receiver spot. Of course, you have all-world Cooper Cup. We call him Super Cup. We know he's going to put up stats. We know that fantasy owners are going to love having him. He's going to help you win your league. But other than that, is there a true wide receiver, too? You have Van Jefferson, who has had flashes. He can stretch the field, take the top off of defense. But there's some question marks about him as a second wide receiver. Then you have Tutu Atwell, who we talked about. Ben Skoranek, more of a physical guy that can move the chains. And you got Puka Nakua, who I think is an interesting draft choice. That's a name to keep your eyes on, too. Puka Nakua out of BYU, great at making contested catches, strong hands. They can use him out of the backfield like they did with Robert Woods a few years ago. So he's someone that I think you should be very high on if you're a Rams fan. He's a a receiver that I think is going to have an impact this season and get an opportunity. But Demarcus Robinson is someone else where if you're going to go more of a veteran route, he's someone that I think they move towards as well. So not very many signings, but as far as the draft picks go, Steve Avila, offensive line, he's going to be a day one starter. He's going to need to provide some stability. One thing I love about Steve Avila, 
over a thousand snaps last year with TCU, didn't allow one sack. And Matthew Stafford, multiple concussions, had a spinal cord contusion. We don't want to see him on the ground getting pummeled because that was really the case. So they're going to need him to step up and play big. Byron Young as well. Zach Evans, we talked about him. Also, too, one more name. You know, of course, LaDainian Tomlinson. The Rams, they selected his nephew, Travis Hodges Tomlinson, who's bite size. He's five foot eight, but this guy is aggressive. He's a pit bull, and he's great in the quick game. Last year, it was really frustrating to watch this Rams defense, Patricia, because teams were burning them with the quick game. There was a lot of death by paper cuts, and I think Travis Hodges Tomlinson, you put him in the nickel spot right there, he can go up there and make some big plays. So, yeah, the rookies need to step up, but no big flashy free agent signings are going to have a big impact. You don't have that Allen Robinson signing that like last season that you're looking towards saying, oh, could this be something big like a Bobby Wagner? None of those big brand names this year, more guys on minimum deals, guys that are camp bodies slash veterans, like almost like a breaking case of emergency. If some of these rookies or second year guys don't take the next step. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about anticipated matchups because obviously we're just starting training camp. We don't know what the final 53 is going to look like. We have enough idea, but what we also don't know is we don't know about injuries because, you know, by the time these two teams play, you know, maybe the rosters look differently, but that being said, let's, let's just pretend that everything is hunky dory with both sides. There's no major injuries. What are some of the matchups that you, as from the Rams perspective, do you think could potentially cause headaches for them? As far as opponents, as far as the Giants go. Oh, as far as the Giants go, really, I think it's really defensively. I mean, we saw what you guys are able to do with Daniel Jones in the run game, I think, in that red zone there. That's something that is a concern because, look, this defense for the Rams, if they don't turn the corner, if these young guys don't emerge, they could legitimately be the worst defense in the NFL. On paper, that's what they could be. It's so late in the year as well. You hope that guys stay healthy. You hope Aaron Donald is on the field. You also hope that Aaron Donald is still in the horns. You hope that he's still with the Los Angeles Rams and that they haven't traded him to the Pittsburgh Steelers or, I don't know, a team like that to try to truly start this rebuild. Now, they've been calling it a remodel and not a rebuild, and that definitely is the case when you have those players still intact. But I think as far as matchups go, yeah, you definitely have to be concerned with that run game, that using Daniel Jones. I hope you guys get things squared away with Saquon Barkley. But yeah, if for the Rams to win that game against the Giants, they're going to have to score points. They're going to have to light up the scoreboard. And I don't know if you remember, of course, the, the Rams-Chiefs game, for first Monday Night Football game, the only game where both teams had over 50 points. They're going to have to win a lot of shootouts to win games this season. So you can almost expect a lot of points to be scored against this defense for the most part. But hopefully... They can be close to league average if everything breaks right. Hopefully things can work out and this offense can hopefully do their part as well. You know, you mentioned potentially trading Aaron Donald over on Giants Country, which is the uh, written site that I manage. We did a steal an opponent series and Aaron Donald was actually our pick. If we could steal somebody from the Rams, that would be the guy that we would like to see the Giants steal from Los Angeles. So it's funny you mentioned that. Although I'd, I'd be surprised if the Rams look to move Aaron Donald. I mean, he's just, from the outside looking in, I think he's a lifer. I mean, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame someday as a Ram. And I'll tell you, when he was coming out of college that year, I think Ode- he came out the same year as Odell. And I was like, I was really hoping that they would 
they would land Aaron Donald, but you know, it is what it is. But anyway, yeah, yeah no, Doug- I agree with you on that for sure. I think it would come as a shock to a lot of Rams fans, but you just can't rule anything out in the National Football League. True. You can't rule anything out with this organization that has been bold in the past. It'd be heartbreaking for me, Aaron Donald, of course. But like I always say, if the aliens came down, we were faced with mass extinction. Unless we had one NFL player versus their best player, I'm taking Aaron Donald. Okay, he's an absolute beast. But Hulk needs the Avengers, and he wants to be happy so i think that if he did leave if he was traded it would almost be mutual there'd be a partnership between him and the organization to find a destination where he wants to play at so i think that would be i don't think that it would be a a toxic situation i think it'd be somewhat amicable if they were to move on but yeah you would definitely love having aaron donald in in a giants uniform for sure I think any team team would want Aaron Donald Absolutely. in their uniform. But anyway, Doug, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on and giving us the, the lowdown on the Los Angeles Rams, who the Giants will see later in the season. He is Doug McCain, co-host of the Locked On Rams. Make sure you check out his work as well as all of our Locked On hosts who have been, you know, not just the, the hosts of the teams the Giants will play, but everybody. We've got great shows with awesome topics, awesome hosts who know their team inside out. We also have some specialty shows like Locked on NFL. We've got Peacock and Williamson. We've got the fantasy football. Just check them all out, folks, if you've got time. I know it's a lot of podcasts, but it's so worth your time if you're looking for a specific topic. For Doug McCain, I'm Patricia Trainer. Thank you all for tuning in to the Locked on Giants podcast. We'll see you tomorrow as we kick off New York Giants training camp coverage here on the Locked on Giants podcast.